what I thought we could talk about today was, first of all, me. Specifically my blog, just since we haven't actually talked about it. We can probably spend five, ten minutes just, you know, you guys can ask me questions like, how does it feel to be done? And, uh, then we can talk about the Ted Cruz Star Trek thing. And I would also like to discuss the new Michael Bay movie about Benghazi. That was sort of my idea for the game plan. <laughs> Obviously, we can uh, we can go in many different directions sure. from there, but I I think that's some good starting, some good jumping off points there. Yeah, if I've learned anything from the last handful of podcasts, is that it's much better to have a game plan and not stick to it than to not have a game plan and just sit there awkwardly in silence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the game, the game, the game plan is like you know the training that you're supposed to revert to when you're in a crisis situation. You know, right? <laughs> fall Just back on the topics. Fall right. back, fall back on the movie, the game plan. <laughs> I remember my training: when uncertain, when in doubt, run in circles, scream and shout. <laughs> Wait, what is that from? <laughs> I don't know. It's something Mom said. Really? Yes. I don't think I ever heard that. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski. And today we have two guests with us. We have, uh, as usual, Doug Gobeski. As usual. (laughs) And Paul Wilcox. Hello. Friends of the podcast. I noted that we weren't special guests this time. No. (laughs) (laughs) Because he did it instead of me. Yeah, that's, that's reserved for Joe Piscopo only. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was at Safeway, which is a grocery store if you don't know. And I couldn't help but notice that the in the little the stacks of 12 ounce Pepsi products that they usually have by doors and stuff, that there was some real sugar cherry 12 packs of Ooh. Pepsi, mm. which uh, is hard to find. I've only seen like the little Pepsi grenade cans and then like the 20 ounces. I hadn't seen 12 packs until this point, which is obviously your best value. So I was like, all right, we've got to buy that. So I look at the thing and it says uh, the cost is four for $10 when you include a crush. And I was like, all right, I guess I can include a crush. So I've got Brienne with me to help me carry it. So we go through the checkout and the guy's like, oh, I'm glad you got the crush. So many people are uh, not seeing that part of it. And I was like, all right, yeah, no, I'm doing well. And he rings it up, and uh, it doesn't have the discount. And I'm like, what's going on? And he looks and goes, oh, it's because you have to spend at least 25 extra dollars. Wait, what? You have to buy Crush and spend an extra $25? Right, to, to get, get a, a deal that's not really too good to be true. Because I've seen this deal before at Fry's without the $25 stipulation or the Crush stipulation. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I would think the worst case scenario for a grocery store would be your customers to get to the checkout line and then be surprised and angry with you. <laughs> yeah, I, he no, he had like the advert open to that page because I'm pretty sure it had happened to him quite a few times. <laughs> so I was like, all right, can you void this transaction and hold this and we'll go buy 20 more dollars of stuff or whatever. And it's like, all right. So we go back and do that. And I go and look at the sign. And uh, the sign that actually by the pop that says uh, additional $25 minimum purchase required is literally in a six-point font on this sign. <laughs> wow. Like, like I think the print was bigger in the print ad than on the sign. <laughs> and so Brand's really upset because she's just like, oh, bait and switch. What is this? And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. So, you know, we bought, like, paper towels and, you know, things you might need at any point, so. 
go back through. But see, now the problem is we didn't have a cart because originally we just had four cases of Pepsi. But now we've got four <laughs> cases of Pepsi and a paper towels and like three bags of groceries with like frozen dinners and pretzels. And it's just like, oh, my God. Clearly, this is an ordeal now. Yeah. Now, now it's just become a thing. So I being male and dumb, which I realize is redundant. But anyway, she gets all the bags and the paper towels and i'm like i'm just gonna carry all four of these can the pepsi products at once so i just grab them and just hold them all together and then i try to transfer them so that i've got two under each arm but i can't they're not balanced quite right so i can't balance them ultimately what happens is that i lose uh at least one of the 12 packs falls and actually hits bran in the foot and the worst part about it was that it was not the crush that crushed her foot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was just a diet pepsi cherry that we were getting in addition to non-diet pepsi cherry <laughs> so it could have ended up being the best story ever and yet it just fell short of it <laughs> exactly so anyway i'm drinking crush all right orange flavor i hope it was worth it not as exciting as I remember. I guess I haven't had a crush in like five years, but it's very, I'm, I'm underwhelmed for, for what I went through to get it, to get a pop. I didn't really want that's, that's orange. That's orange, right? Yeah. I mean, they make other flavors, but this particular one was orange. I was always particular to slice myself. Ah, uh, yes. Slice was good. <laughs> I love finding a vending machine that still has slice on in the labels. <laughs> <laughs> Usually outside of uh, semi-urban motels. <laughs> no, there's the crazy thing is that there is a 20-ounce vending machine for Pepsi products out by our uh, apartment complex's gym. So, you know, good placement. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still $1.25 per bottle. Oh. Hmm. Like, they never went and, like, up to the price for whatever reason. Nice. And I was like... The first time I saw it, I, th- I said to myself, is this just a machine that doesn't work anymore? Is it just empty? <laughs> you expected it to say quick slam on the label? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Ooh, nope. Mr. Pibb. Out popped a, uh, a wild cherry Pepsi that wasn't even expired. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. But yeah, I miss I miss uh, orange slice. It's good stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me, I uh, was working out earlier. Got the... Got the post-run phlegm a bit. It's it's healthy phlegm. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the what are you doing to me, body? Phlegm. <laughs> I've got the classic uh, sat inside all day phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> no amount of Pepsi Max can make it go away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> with my with my Pepsi Max neti pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst idea <laughs> for anything. <laughs> That's your cruise tip for this week. <laughs> Pepsi Max Neti Pot. <laughs> I like to inhale the sticky sweetness directly into my lungs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least it's probably sterile. Yeah, that's, you know, that's... I guess. As opposed to other, <laughs> other water you might find on a cruise, I don't know. I suppose. Anyway, Charlie, why have you brought us here today, allegedly? Um, well, we weren't going to have a podcast today until I think we had some discussion on Monday about some news topics that somehow... No, no, no. Blog first. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, we were talking last podcast about things we did during the summer, things we've accomplished, and things that we wish to accomplish in the rest of the can, summer. Can I can I stop you right there? Okay. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure last podcast will actually be the podcast after this one is released. Ooh, so they get a little taste of the future. <laughs> or we could just act as if we're not spoiling things that they haven't heard yet. Oh, well, Adam, I, I thought of an idea for a podcast, but we don't really have time today. So I just wanted to run it by you now, which is where we talk about... Paul, can you make a record scratch sound so we can start over? <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Hey, Adam. I thought of a great idea for a podcast, but I don't want to do it today. So just so you have time to prepare, um, maybe you can give us an example of something you've done this summer, something you've accomplished, and maybe something that you wish to accomplish the rest of the summer. Thanks, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) No one else has to give an example, just you. Just so, you know, to warm up the audience for the next, next podcast. I always forget that whenever I ask you to do something semi-seriously, that never works out right. (laughs) That's my fault. I I take responsibility for that. No, the point is that a couple weeks ago, I finally finished my Doctor Who blog that I've been working on since January 1st, 2014. Nice. Thank thank you. That was genuine. Yay. I know it's hard to tell over, uh, over Skype. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was watching an hour, roughly, of Doctor Who and its spinoffs every day for a year and a half, and then I would just blog about my thoughts about it. So, partly just to sort of see uh, if I could actually accomplish uh, just writing something every day for that long, that sustained amount of time, just to sort of see if I could. And then also just to entertain others if they wanted to be entertained. I think I've talked about a little bit about this vlog before uh, on the podcast, but nothing too much. But yeah, now it's all there. And you literally did not skip a day either. I did not. There were two days where it got a little little hazy, a little (laughs) tight. Probably sick days. (laughs) No, sick days are easy because you just sit there and watch and then you. Oh, I was thinking like maybe had a delirious sick day or two. (laughs) Oh, I was fortunate enough not to have any uh, delirium sick days. No, uh, the one was during the time of my grandmother's funeral, just because that was full of events and stuff. Man, I didn't get back until about 9 o'clock at night and still had to watch, I think, an hour and a half at that point because it was a weird season-ending thing. And then write about it while the clock was sort of ticking. Uh, And then the other one was uh, during Jason's wedding. Jason King, uh, sometimes guest of the podcast, (laughs) Uh who, just because I was in his wedding and I didn't have a lot of time that day. So I was able to watch it early in the day, but not to write about it. So I may have, in fact, been literally writing this at the reception on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I actually sort of got concerned about that because the impression I got was very much that this was uh, Jason and Elizabeth's very special day and uh, if you do anything to screw this up you will be killed (laughs) (laughs) that's probably not actually true (laughs) I'm uh hyperbole is a thing that we have to enhance storytelling but no like I was worried that I would look incredibly antisocial sitting at a table with other people and just constantly looking down at my phone so I would write like one sentence and I would look up and I'd look around at people acknowledge them for about 45 seconds and I'd go back down and I'd write another sentence 
<laughs> it was sort of awkward. Wow. <laughs> it, it did get done, even though there were a couple weird typos, because it turns out that uh, using the web-based blogger application on its uh, mobile phone has some drawbacks. I'm sure there's probably actually a blogger app that's probably much better, but trying to use it through Chrome on a cell phone. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. not going to be perfect. So, but, but yeah, I was proud to, proud to say that I never missed a day. Over 563 days, I think I said it was. Now, do you plan on updating as new episodes come out? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'll probably... So I don't plan on doing it like as they come out. I'll probably wait a little bit. Actually, right now, my tentative plan... Uh, so I finished this on July 16th of this year. And so my tentative plan is to do the next series on starting July 17th of next year. Oh, okay. So that there's sort of a continuity there, even if there's a year difference. <laughs> People who uh, discover his blog in later years don't actually notice that there's a break unless they look closely. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and then uh, the other thing I, I think I sort of mentioned this, but it wasn't just Doctor Who. It was actually Doctor Who and its four spinoffs. Oh, and the two movies. So the four spinoffs are Canine and Company, which is one episode, so that's easy. Torchwood, which is five series. Seasons, sorry. In Britain, seasons are called series. Uh, Sarah Jane Adventures, which are five series. And then Canine, which is different from Canine and Company, which is one season. <clears throat> so I did all of it. So I am 99.9% sure that there was a Doctor Who-related fictional program that was broadcast on television. I watched it in the course of this blog. <laughs> wow. Asterisk, the ones that don't exist, I listen to on audio. Or as in the ones that no longer exist on video. So okay. do you have to do any, did you have to buy any DVDs in order to, I mean, obviously you have a lot to begin with, but was it upon acquiring all of them that you started to do this? Or did you have to scramble to get some stuff that you didn't have? So part of the reason I waited until January 1st of last year was because that was roughly the point at which just about everything had been released on DVD. So there wasn't any scrambling or attempting to find a VHS player or things like that. Uh, The only, as far as that goes, the only thing that really happened was that in October 2013, two more stories were recovered from Nigeria. I think we've talked about this briefly. Yeah. But they weren't available in the United States on DVD until after the point I would need to have watched them. However, they were available in the United Kingdom, so I did have to, so I did in fact import them from uh, the UK and watch them on time. Oh, neat. Ooh. So. Uh, which does mean that I can't lend them to anyone because they won't work on anyone else's players unless <laughs> they go through the 1600s. Well, like the six steps that you need to do to have a region free DVD player. So I can haul the one that dad lent me out of the closet. Yeah. Oh, and then there's one episode that hasn't been released on DVD yet, but uh, someone had illegally uploaded a copy to the internet. Uh, so I was able to watch that because it's another. It's an episode from a story that's not complete. They found this thing in 2011, and they keep talking about releasing it. And to this day, which is July 31st, 2015, they still haven't released it on DVD. Hmm. And in fact, may just not be releasing it on DVD at this point. So Wait, hold on. You only watched one episode illegally. Just one. Yes. And out of necessity. Right. Wow. Well, I'm withdrawing. I, for one, am withdrawing my sponsorship from the blog uh, to keep my company's <laughs> name clean. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can check out the blog. Uh, it's still all there. Uh, you can visit the website. It's anhourofwhoaday.blogspot.com. And at the very least, there are lots and lots of pictures that you can look at. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for on the internet. 
Where can I look at some pictures? <laughs> they have pictures on the internet now? Well, but if if you want a, a history of Doctor Who in the form of a picture every so often, <laughs> my blog's a great place to go. You didn't consider calling your blog that? A picture every so often? <laughs> Seems like that would have been an easier project to do. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that for... Uh, for the next project involving Star Trek or something. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to jump on that segue, but you didn't go for it. Wait, what was the segue? No, let's go back. I got to catch it. <laughs> oh, where I said, maybe I'll do that for my next project involving Star Trek or something. Oh, and speaking of Star Trek, there we go. does that make it? Does that make an odd transition when I say speaking of? No. Okay. Speaking of Star Trek. Um, I, I mean, I guess it would be odd if we hadn't been if Star Trek hadn't come up at that point. I see. Okay. Um, like if I just went up to you and just speaking of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're in the clear, though. As we were talking, we were playing Borderlands earlier this week, and there's a couple of political slash science fiction crossover stories that somehow completely Adam completely missed in the news. They didn't show up on BBC News. That's or the New York Times, and that's basically my two main sources of news. <laughs> Unless it's Doctor Who related, then I'll see that. <clears throat> and the first was that, uh, I guess Ted Cruz must be a, a Star Trek fan, or at least claims to be a Star Trek fan, and was... Or at least an original series fan. Original series fan, and was talking about Captain Kirk, and he said that Captain Kirk would have been a Republican, and that was his favorite Star Trek captain, whereas Captain Picard would have been a Democrat. And I can't remember the reasoning he had for it. I'll look that Uh, up. I'm attempting to find it. All right. (laughs) All right. I've I've got some quotes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Better than my memory, probably. Cruz called Picard a, quote, complete captain and added, If you look at Star Trek The Next Generation, it basically split James T. Kirk into two people. Picard was Kirk's rational side, and William Riker was his passionate side. The original Star Trek was grittier, he said. Kirk is working class. Picard is an aristocrat. Kirk is a passionate fighter for justice. Picard is a cerebral philosopher. Asked where he thinks Kirk stands politically, Cruz replied, I think it is quite likely that Kirk is a Republican and Picard is a Democrat. Well, okay, to be fair, he was asked. I didn't realize he was asked that specific question as opposed to just deciding Blurting to say that out. himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even so, interesting uh, interesting idea. William Shatner responded with a tweet <laughs> that said, Star Trek wasn't political. I'm not political. I can't even vote in the U.S. So to put a geocentric label on interstellar characters is silly. Well, Star Trek wasn't apolitical, though. I mean, maybe well, not. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be post-political. Ah, okay, sure. Mm. But setting aside the fact that I assume he said Kirk was a Republican because he's a Republican and he likes Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do we have any thoughts on like... All right, acknowledging that the argument is silly, but can we break it down? Would would Kirk actually be a Republican? So what do Republicans believe in? He asked oh. a room full of Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what do they believe? Low tax. I'm trying to think of apolitical uh, ways to express <laughs> what they believe in. <laughs> Low taxes. That probably doesn't apply, though, because isn't Star Trek's... I mean, they have money, right? But they don't... I think everyone just contributes to the society, right? 
I take it, I, I always took it as they essentially implemented, like, what we might nowadays call, like, a basic income or something, since human, human you know, like, at the, in the, you know, the post need for human physical labor time, you know? Right. I mean, they talk about, like, credits and stuff, and so they, they seem to have some conception of money, but... I mean, is there any situ like, are there a lot of situations where there's poverty or anything like that? Well, no, I mean, that's the point, is that they've sort of essentially eliminated poverty. Hmm. Because, you know, it's the ideal future. And, well, at least while Gene Roddenberry's around, we can discuss <laughs> the uh, the merits of the darker sides of Deep Space Nine and Voyager <laughs> later. But... <laughs> what, no love for Enterprise? Well, I think because Enterprise is set earlier, they're allowed to be more, or to be less... <laughs> Refined? Refined, yeah. That's a good word. Does everybody get a phaser in the future? I don't think so. No? Do you have to have a license for a phaser? Are they easy to get or hard to get? I would think they would be probably pretty hard to get, right? Yeah. I don't know that we know, know because we only ever really see Starfleet, who are, you know, presumably assigned phasers when they need them. I don't know that anyone owns a phaser. They always seem to, like, get them out of, like, cabinets and things. Yeah, they're more of an institutional thing at that point. Yeah. I mean, I guess sometimes we see, like, colonists and stuff having phasers or laser pistols or whatever. But, all right, but Republicans are about small government, right? Sure. Like, they generally believe yeah. that government works best when it's sort of out of the way of people. Mm-hmm. Do we think, how do we think Kirk would feel about that? I don't know. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, you know. he tends to interfere in a lot of situations. He's the compassionate conservative style. <laughs> so I mean, he do, yeah, he does take that. I'm, like his foreign policy definitely is a little more Republican, and that he doesn't seem to. He seems to be quick to throw the prime directive out the window. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, Republicans seem to be more active on the foreign policy. Democrats are more. Eh, we'll just lob bombs at him from a distance. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? I mean, just because that's how it's turned out, that might not be the case ideologically. <laughs> Sounds like that ideology is kind of a lie, then. Well, nobody's perfect, except in the future. <laughs> and even then... Nobody's perfect, except for Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> Aristocrat and, and philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Kirk seems to think, though, that there's a role for government in the terms of the Federation, right? He's not out there saying, screw the Federation. I do what I want. He clearly, when he like disobeys the prime directive, he's doing it because he thinks it's the best thing, not just because... He doesn't agree with it, yeah. Right. Not because he's a cultural imperialist or anything like that. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I, I feel like he... Kirk might have been like an old style Republican, but I don't know that he'd be like a Republican currently. Right. Yeah. N- not a Trump style Republican. <laughs> right. <laughs> Vulcans go home. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I think the one of the problems with making that sort of analysis is, yeah, the, the problems that they have in the future aren't really the same ones we have now. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think I can see that Picard's a Democrat because he's very much, he clearly believes in the role of the Federation as like a force for good. Mm-hmm. And he he does seem to be uh, diplomatic, 
and that diplomat style seems to be a bit more democratic than perhaps the stereotypes would make out now. Obviously, stereotypes exist because they're true, but but perhaps are not. I'm going to get in so much trouble for that, and I don't even believe it. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. Star Trek VI. Only Nixon could go to China. It was a parallel with friggin' Kirk in the Klingons. Oh. QED. Kirk is a Republican. But an like old-style Republican. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So maybe Ted Cruz was right. Ted Cruz was right 30 years ago. <laughs> Isn't there an argument that even Nixon wouldn't fit in the Republican Party these days? I'm sure that's probably true. I mean, I think that's probably because he essentially proposed Obamacare 40 years ago. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure what it takes to fit into the Republican Party these days. Yeah, all we ever hear is the rhetoric and the exactly, and that seems to be all that really it seems qualifies to, you. It's, 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 yeah, it seems like it's defined as a as an opposition at this at this point. You know what I mean, right? Because I mean, it's more defined by what it isn't now than what it is. I don't feel like just anybody can run as a Democrat right now. But if you want to run for president, you might as well be a Republican at this point. There's like 17 candidates in the race now, right? On the Republican side? Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to those debates. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump's going to be in them. Yeah. All, the, the first one is all just, it's a Fox News one. It's all poll based. So if you're high enough in the polls, you're in. That one's next week? Yeah. It's very yeah. soon. Wow. Wait, so it's top 10, what? I think. Yeah. And I don't oh, right, know what polls they're they choosing. Kept, what? Because they kept the number, the people involved kept shifting based on the polls. I saw that there was like a little infographic on so, yeah, some website. There's like a good, I think, five or six people who are more or less guaranteed and the bottom four could just be anybody based on how polls go in the next month or not month, week. And then, yeah, the next week. So you're saying Casey has a chance? <laughs> Stranger Only things have happened. Yeah. running as a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the smart money's doing. Did I send you that picture of the Donald Trump board game that I found? Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> From like the 80s. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the board game you're going to find in four out of five garage sales. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was younger, like we would just, you know, you'd go to garage sales and you constantly see, you'd see Trump the game, you'd see Monopoly, and you'd see Payday. <laughs> people just like fake money <laughs> yeah, well, it was the guess it was the 80s right and then everyone sort of outgrew that <laughs> but now benjamin cisco where does he fall that's the deep space nine captain <laughs> oh, okay. or, or are we getting I, I a little you, too I, deep for people here yeah deep space nine might be deep. Deep. i don't know into the deep cuts <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm more comfortable in the, in my uh, next generation territory. That's fair. No thoughts. But, you about... know, maybe I'm transparent as as clearly a pro Picard guy. No well, thoughts about uh, Captain Janeway. Oh, well, she, she's she's great. <laughs> <laughs> she's inevitable, really. All right then. Uh, all right then, Paul. Where does William Riker fall? That's a good question. Um, I'm not even sure if he's quite as you know. The idea is if if you split Kirk into two people, into the passionate and the cerebral, I think that what would come out on the other side is going to be someone who's way more way more fiery and passionate than William Riker in general. So it who would that be? Like... Tom Paris from Voyager? Let's get in the real deep cuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
he got he got demoted from lieutenant to ensign, and they picked him up, and he started out in a prison. That's where they got him. He was in prison. <laughs> nice. That's right. I watched Voyager for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Till uh, Channel 8 Grand Rapids stopped airing it on Saturday nights, and I don't know what happened in Season 6 and 7. <laughs> Last I knew, the Equinox had been found in the Delta Quadrant, but they were doing something shady, and I don't know what it was. <laughs> <Then> you'll <laughs> never, never know. <laughs> never got the resolution of that cliffhanger. <laughs> I will say, though, that I watched uh, Star Trek Into Darkness the other day, which uh, is better than I remembered it being. Although it's not that it's less stupid in places. <laughs> it's definitely as stupid in places, in like the same places for the same amount of time. I think I just sort of forgot how much of the rest of the movie isn't stupid. Right. A lot of that movie was anticipation the first time I watched it. Like wondering what was going to happen. And I think yeah, maybe not paying as much attention as I should have to other parts of the movie. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, when I just I rewatched it, I think it was the first time I'd seen it since theaters. Well, not, I think. It was the first time I'd seen it since, seen it since in the theaters. And uh, first of all, Peter Weller's in the movie as uh, Admiral Marcus. But uh, he was also in the last real episode of Star Trek Enterprise as the main villain in that. And we're going to get super geeky here. But so in <laughs> in Star Trek and in Star Trek Into Darkness, that's the new universe, right? Right. The new timeline or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen until uh, Nero goes back in time and destroys the Kelvin or whatever. The stuff that happens at the beginning of the first Star Trek movie, which is the 11th movie. Uh, but that means that everything that happened in Enterprise is still happened in the new un- alternate timeline, right? Oh, so yeah. part of the timeline okay. is exactly the same. So how come no one ever looks at Admiral Marcus and goes, you look like that terrorist from 100 years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they just thought it was rude. (laughs) (laughs) You look awfully similar to that Terror Prime guy. (laughs) Adam, did I ever mention you look a lot like John Wilkes Booth? (laughs) It's uncanny, really. I don't think that's true. That's not true at all. <laughs> I do look an awful lot like uh, Schubert, though. Oh, is that so? Composer. Yeah, they found a picture, or like a drawing from when it was like 20 that looked like me. It was weird. <laughs> Hold on, just doing a fact check. You think you just made that up? <laughs> that may not have happened. I was just a dreamy ad. <laughs> John Frederick Paxton. That was the guy that Peter Weller played ah. in Enterprise, the terrorist guy. Sorry, the xenophobic, <laughs> the leader of the xenophobic human group Terra Prime, oh. who who literally was the Vulcans go home guy. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a Republican. <laughs> I will say that uh, season four of Enterprise was probably the best season of that show, and it's kind of a shame that no one was watching at that point because. They started to actually have interesting stories and storylines. I mean, I wasn't even aware that Enterprise went on four seasons. Yeah, it made it to, I think it made it to four seasons so that they could hit the magic number of 100 episodes so that it was easier to syndicate. Oh. <laughs> mm. huh. I, I think that's why Fringe got a half of a final season so that they could meet 100 episodes. Hmm. Oh. And then there was another piece of news we were going to discuss, right, Charlie? Oh, yeah. Our... Uh... Friend Ted Cruz also has pretty good uh, impressions of a lot of Simpsons characters. And he made a commercial. 
so that you could listen to them. And by good, I mean not so good at all. They were actually pretty cringeworthy. <laughs> I'm not sure I suggest watch it. Like, you should probably watch it, but you probably shouldn't watch it. it makes you feel uh, bad about yourself. <laughs> I'm sure the link will be on the webpage. It will be. <laughs> I actually forgot about that. I, so I have no idea what it was like. Like he does, he does a Lisa Simpson impression, if you can imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Bart! (laughs) It's like he's doing, you know, when people make jokes about one-man shows, it's like he's doing a one-man show. (laughs) Where he does the Michaels? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's the name of that guy from Tim and Eric? James Quall. James James Quall. James Quall Quall does the Michaels. (laughs) (laughs) Where every impression's like basically the same. (laughs) Spaghetti and meatballs. (laughs) So serious question here. Does anyone still watch The Simpsons? No, no. Like at all? I mean, I don't know that any of us still do, but. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, Harry Shearer was leaving, and then they decided it was worth paying him enough money to stay. So I guess that's they must true. be making money. But I just, but yeah, like I don't know anyone who watches The Simpsons offhand. Right? Yeah. Do you, Paul? No, not not offhand. So, so I just wonder who's still watching. I think we've reached the point where I've been not watching The Simpsons longer than I have been watching this. Had been watching The Simpsons. For the duration of its lifespan. Oh, that's that's most certainly true. I mean, you stopped yeah. watching. Didn't we stop watching in undergrad? Did you stop? Yeah, then? I think I stopped watching halfway or maybe all the way through season 13. I want to say. But at that point, like the last those those last three seasons I watched had been pretty much a struggle. Mm. Yeah, it's more. How many seasons of- are there at this point? Maybe like 25, right? Okay, Google. How many seasons of The Simpsons are there? The Simpsons' as number of seasons is 26. Oh, you're right. Okay. Nice. That's the first time you've asked it a question direct enough that it could speak the answer <laughs> instead of just displaying <laughs> it to you. <laughs> well, it's a lot harder to give a uh, direct answer to, has James Bond ever farted? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, they were... I read some news article where they were just had like hints of the upcoming season was like Marge and Homer are getting separated. And I was like, who cares anymore? (laughs) Right. I mean, I guess somebody must be watching, but who? (laughs) I just wondered. And several characters have died, right? I think. Probably. Probably. Not at the point by which I've been watching. But yeah, I guess Maude Flanders was dead. Oh, Oh, maybe I did see that. I have a vague memory of seeing that. Yeah, that was that was like a long time ago too, right? At this point, like I think yeah. he's even remarried now. He remarried? <laughs> See, I don't even know. Yeah, what? I read that on like a list that was like top ten things you didn't know about the symptoms if you stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> top ten things you didn't like, know about the symptoms because no one watches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't it Doug who was? I think Doug told me that. Uh, Doug who is here, so I don't know why I'm using the third person. Doug, I think it was you who told me that now Marge and Homer are said to have gotten together in the 80s. Yeah, so I don't have this uh, as first-hand knowledge, but one of my coworkers said that you know he's caught a few episodes here and there of the the newer newer stuff, and he said that like from what he could tell, they had just like Bart's still a fourth grader, Lisa's still a second grader, 
and they just keep moving everything forward with the passage of time. So instead of having grown up in like the 70s, you know, gotten married, instead now it's like the 80s or 90s or something. Wow. Well, I do know that, uh, I don't know if you remember the episode uh, that was like in the future where uh, Lisa was getting married. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I believe we've passed the point at which that was supposed to have happened. Hmm. I think that was happening in 2010. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that World future. War Three never happened, huh? Like, like maybe, uh, maybe just every year of The Simpsons, every season's a new universe. Ooh, yeah, it's Could like it, it, there's like definitely some quantum many worlds stuff going. Yeah, on like there. maybe we, maybe we've just had twenty six views into twenty six different parallel universes. Which well, is, they're not quite parallel. They're kind of, they're more staggered universes. I mean, it each makes... one's off by a year. Well, let's be perfectly fair. <laughs> I don't, gosh. Parallel universes aren't identical. (laughs) (laughs) They can be parallel, but have started at different times. Right. Like like bars on a cell phone, or whatever. Bars on a cell phone. (laughs) If you can visualize. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) One starts, then the next one starts. So now when I lose bars on my signal strength, they're like, no, entire universes are collapsing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thankfully, though, it's the past ones, because the shorter bars are, are the ones that stay. And, uh, <laughs> it's the most current timeline. Well, have you heard the argument that, uh, right, so the one of the ideas of the many quantum decision stuff is that every decision we make creates a new timeline that splits off from uh, like a different choice or whatever. Right? Are we all vaguely familiar with that idea? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, I saw an argument that says that an action movie just shows you the best possible outcome of all those choices. (laughs) That that the reason that uh, John McClane doesn't die and die hard is because we're seeing the one timeline in which he successfully survived. And wasn't just killed immediately. (laughs) I think some of uh, our favorite late action heroes would really uh, take issue with that assessment. <laughs> Every time the director yells cut and they have to do another take of an action sequence, that's one of the failed timelines? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Every time they show you the bloopers at the end of the Jackie Chan movies where he gets like actually hit by people, those are peeks into the alternate timelines. <laughs> it is a man wow, literally a... being beaten to death. That's a, a perfect and direct example of how that would manifest itself. That's pretty much what a Jackie Chan movie is. Right. <laughs> and then speaking of action movies, sort of, did you hear that Michael Bay is coming out with a movie about Benghazi? I, I heard about that from you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's amazing. A few minutes ago. <laughs> I watched the uh, the trailer online. I can't even... I don't even want to watch the trailer. I can't even conceptualize what that would be like. Michael Bay, but Benghazi. I mean, what? There's clearly explosions in it, right? So maybe that's what drew him to the story. I don't know. Like, how is he? Ah, yeah. What has he done that hasn't been like an? I mean, it's like an action movie, then, right? It definitely looked like a classic action movie. I mean, it has to be, right? It was. It was very. It was very, uh, all right, let's go, lock and load kind of feel. All right, here is Michael Bay's entire filmography. Oh, come on, all you need to know is Pearl Harbor. Bad Boys, 
The Rock, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, Bad Boys 2, The Island, Transformers, Transformers 2, Transformers 3, Pain and Gain, Transformers 4, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Huh. Yeah. Like, that's if you came up to me and said, oh, man, there is a movie coming out from Michael Bay called Zero Dark Thirty. (laughs) Like, I can't even conceptualize what that would be like. Like, Clearly, they're only going to cover the assault part, which was hours long. Okay. So it's not going to be like Michael Bay does JFK. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be a half hour long scene of someone reading through Hillary Clinton's emails. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is you want to see Oliver Stone's take. (laughs) (laughs) Shows the real heroes. (laughs) But I mean, if you if you said that could be like a, a. not apples to apples, but uh, what's the other game? Um, Cards Against Humanity or something where it's like, there's a new Benghazi movie coming out. It was directed by, and like, that's your funny answer, is Michael Bay. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So I'm maybe it'll be great. I don't know. But I just... It's, just, it's so recent that you wonder. I mean... Yeah. It, it's like Michael Bay does Flight 93. Or right. 93, right? It's just like... I mean, yeah, I guess he could do it, but jeez. Yeah. Maybe I'm selling him short. Maybe he'll, maybe it'll be not what I'm expecting. But right now I'm expecting a dumb, well-directed for an action movie, action movie that is still dumb. Right, right. That, that looked like exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's going to be like a Black Hawk Down sort of thing, where it's like a just like a constant action going on for a few hours sort of sort of deal. <laughs> Michael Bay presents Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> just exploding sand dunes <laughs> all around Sir Lawrence Olivier. Boom, boom. <laughs> Maybe Michael Bay makes all movies better. I bet Citizen Kane <laughs> would have been more entertaining. Um, <laughs> be less dialogue. Actually, you know, The Island is basically a complete ripoff of a movie from the 70s, right? I barely remember what The Island is. Um, the Island is Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Joe, maybe? I think so, yeah. Are, are a couple of clones who are basically being raised for organ harvesting. So that the rich people that they were cloned from will have a fresh supply of organs. What 70s movie is that ripping off? Do you know the name? I remember the subtitle. It's The Clonus Horror. (laughs) (laughs) I think the title is something like Parts or Pieces or something. Okay. Ah, But it's practically a scene-for-scene ripoff from what I've heard. I I did not know that. And by the way, the word is homage. (laughs) (laughs) It's an homage as long as there's a credit. At the end. <laughs> or the beginning. But anyway, I'm told Whether that the island... Whether it's induced or not. <laughs> told that the island is a much, much better version than uh, Clonus Horror. Certainly Ewan McGregor's performance as compared to the uh, main the main guy in Clonus Horror. So, Did you guys ever see Pain and Gain? No. <laughs> no. It was Heard good things. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure the last Michael Bay movie I saw was Transformers 1. So. Okay. Pain and Gain was more entertaining than I expected it to be. That's what I'll say about it. 
Okay. What is it's it very unusual. About? So it's Mark so Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah, Mark Wahlberg and The Rock and uh, I forget who else was in it. Army Hammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're weightlifters who... I guess want to make a lot of money and they end up kidnapping some guy. I think Billy Bob Thornton maybe, or was it Billy Bob Thornton? It was somebody. And then they end up murdering him and chopping him up and then getting chased by the cops and like taking over his house after they kill him and not telling everyone. This sounds like a Coen brothers movie. <laughs> it really does. Except <laughs> it's a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> it's very bizarre. And it's a comedy for sure. It's a comedy. Huh. Or intended to be a comedy. Was it funny? There were funny parts to it. It's it's conceptually it's very funny because I didn't expect it. And I was kind of the whole time I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I I give it a, a a B minus. Not bad. Glowing review. Yeah. Wait, so B minus is not bad. Uh, C plus then. <laughs> Whatever convinces you guys that it's probably not worth watching, but not the worst thing I've ever seen. So not a failing grade. No. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to be commended for sure well anyway i think that about wraps it up for this edition of the go basketball oh, yeah. report well thanks for stopping time. by everyone yeah <laughs> thanks for stopping by. <laughs> in your respective homes in front of your <laughs> microphones oh I, I, it was high time i stopped by my computer desk <laughs> Lord knows i don't spend enough time there <laughs> so We'll let our semi-special guests uh, say farewell in reverse order from their introductions. I don't remember the introduction order. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, thanks for thanks for having me on. It was uh, uh, say, say who you are. This is Paul. Uh, Paul Wilcox. Uh, doing the spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> Doug's the one leaving you hanging here. <laughs> no, <it's> not us. <laughs> just filling the air space. I think he just wants to see what will happen. <laughs> it's like a job interview when they just stare at you and let you keep talking until you finally say, it's all a lie. <laughs> just waiting for enough dead air so that I don't accidentally, you know, talk all over you. And on that note, uh, <laughs> Goodbye from Doug. Thanks for having me. And I'm Adam. And I'm Charlie Wallace. See y'all at the next podcast. Listeners. Not necessarily the guests. Ooh, thunder, I think I heard. <laughs> We're fired. Hey, listeners. Thanks for listening to that episode. You can check us out on Facebook. Or you can follow us on Twitter at GW Report. And you can always check out our website at www.kobeskywallsreport.com, which is full of our podcast and extra musings that you can read. That's true. There's a lot of art. Is there? Yeah. Writings and artistic things that are deserving of your attention. So check it out. You better. Or what? Are we recording? We are. Recording in progress. <laughs> Whoops, got some on the bed. <laughs> I okay. love wetting the bed with soda. It's <laughs> one, one of the great luxuries of modern life. I hope that's what Doug came back to hear. <laughs>
Oh, oh, don't worry. I put it on uh, speakers, not just headphones. So, okay. <laughs> I think we got our tag. <laughs> Carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, natural and artificial flavor, citric acid, sodium benzoate preserves freshness, caffeine, gum arabic, so- sodium citrate, calcium disodium EDTA to protect flavor, sucrose acetate isobutyrate, okay, yellow that's, five, yeah, that's better. blue one, caffeine content fifty eight milligrams, twelve okay, fluid ounces. Good. Okay. Huh. What what uh what soda is that? It is Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Oh, oh, yeah. Now available for civilians. <laughs> Taco Bell customers aren't civilians. <laughs> Paul, talk a little more. Uh, let's see. Guess, guess the soda. Water, caramel color, phosphoric acid. It sounds acid, like a cola. Potassium benzoate. Some DC. Natural flavor. Asulfame ace potassium. DP. Uh, Nope. <laughs> Citric acid. Well, I mean, you're close. You're, you've been close. Citric acid. Pepsi Max. Disodia EDTA. Yep, you got it. And this is the giveaway. Panax ginseng. Oh. Uh, and the caffeine content of 97 milligrams per 16.9 fluid ounces. <laughs> That's why it's the, the official soft drink of our podcast. Pepsi Max. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> By far, it's come up more than any other soda. I drink a minimum of 32 ounces of Pepsi Max a day. That's probably not healthy. <laughs> it's most certainly not. <laughs> Wait, That's almost drink- as bad as my monster addiction. How are you drinking 16 ounces? Well, they're just the tall, skinny bottles, you know, the 500 uh, milliliter uh, bottles. Gotcha. Okay. So I drink a liter a day, about average. One in the morning and one later in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta pace yourself with Pepsi Max. <laughs> it's pretty much my breakfast. It's programmer fuel. <laughs>